From Heartstrings to Head Games, Navigating Relationships Amid Past Traumas. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Information for Life, Insights and Ideas to Navigate Your World. Today, we are unraveling a dense topic, the complex intertwining of trauma, intuition, and relationships. In our exploration, we'll get to the heart of how past trauma can shape gut instincts and lead us astray in our connections with others. We will be navigating the rough waters of our heart's instinct and explore why it's sometimes crucial to give our heads the steering wheel, especially when we encounter familiar emotional landscapes that trigger past traumas. Recent studies have indicated that past trauma alter our gut instincts and responses in relationships. Faunagy and others, 2017. You see, the brain is a fantastic organ a survival expert that uses past experiences to shape how we react to present situations. However, when those past experiences involve trauma, the brain ends up programming responses that are not always the most beneficial for our current relationships. A traumatic experience, especially when repeated or chronic, leaves an imprint on the brain. This imprint is particularly prominent in the amygdala, a small almond-shaped structure located deep within the brain and the area of the brain responsible for processing emotions and fear responses. Tyker and others, 2003. These imprints can become triggers, reflexively pushing us to react in ways that our brains perceive as protective but may be detrimental to our relationships. When an individual experiences a traumatic event, the amygdala encodes that memory, including all the emotional context associated with it. Later, when a similar situation or trigger occurs, the amygdala retrieves this memory and initiates a series of physiological responses, including the release of stress hormones. This process is intended to prepare the body to either confront or escape from danger, the fight-or-flight response. However, if the original trauma was particularly intense or repeated over a long period, the amygdala can become overly responsive. This can result in an exaggerated response to triggers that are similar to the original trauma, even if the current situation is not actually threatening. This is a common mechanism seen in disorders such as post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and anxiety disorders. Furthermore, the prefrontal cortex, which is the part of the brain involved in executive functions such as decision-making, reasoning, and impulse control, also plays a crucial role in regulating emotional responses. When the prefrontal cortex is functioning well, it helps moderate the response of the amygdala. However, when it's not functioning well, often due to factors like stress, lack of sleep, or substance use, the amygdala's response can be overly dramatic, resulting in the person perceiving the situation as worse than it actually is. It's also worth noting that these regions of the brain do not work in isolation, but are part of a larger, complex network involved in processing and responding to stress and trauma. This includes the hippocampus, which is involved in memory formation and can also be affected by traumatic experience. This can lead us to remember a new event as being far more serious than it actually is or was. These mechanisms explain why, for some people, a current event that triggers memories of past trauma can feel overwhelmingly intense and lead to reactions that are out of proportion to the actual event. In addition, We may have a delayed response, which could be a giant red flag suggesting that the response, such as feeling furious the next day, is a trauma-based response. An emotional reaction, such as anger, can be delayed until the next day for several reasons, and these reasons are linked to both psychological and biological factors. On the psychological side, during a stressful event, our focus may initially be on managing the situation and navigating through it, 
When we are in survival mode, the brain may put our emotional responses on hold to prioritize immediate problem-solving or safety needs. After the triggering event, when we have had time to process the experience, these emotional responses can emerge, sometimes with surprising intensity. Sabara and Hazen, 2008 On the biological side, our brain and body also undergo changes in responses to stress, including the release of hormones such as cortisol. This is part of the fight-or-flight response orchestrated by the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal-HPA axis. The elevated cortisol levels can help us respond effectively to the threat or challenge at hand. However, it may take time for these hormone levels to return to normal, and during this period of adjustment, we may experience emotional disturbances or heightened sensitivity to stressors. McEwen, 2007 Furthermore, during sleep, our brain works to process the events of the day. While we are sleeping, our brain is actively consolidating memories, which involves transferring them from short-term to long-term storage. As a part of this process, our brain also works to process and make sense of our emotional experiences. This can sometimes lead to intense emotions or vivid dreams related to the stressful events of the previous day. If a situation or interaction left unresolved emotional loose ends, we might wake up feeling distressed or angry as these emotions come to the surface. Walker, 2017 Now, where do our friends fit into all this? Humans are by nature social animals. We are influenced by the company we keep. Friends often act as our mirrors, reflecting our values, behaviors, and emotional patterns. Therefore, they play a vital role in shaping our responses in relationships, especially when past trauma is in play. When friends are aware of our traumatic past, they naturally empathize and might even become protective. However, their protectiveness, combined with our triggered responses, can often lead us to make decisions in relationships based on fear and past pain rather than the actual, objective, present reality. So how do we navigate this tricky terrain? How do we balance our gut feelings, often influenced by trauma, with the objective realities of our relationships? This is where doing the math or employing logical thinking becomes crucial. Intuition or gut feeling can be a powerful guide, but it is not infallible, especially when skewed by past traumas. It's like trying to read a map in a language you no longer speak fluently. On the other hand, using logical thinking in relationships involves assessing the situation based on the present facts and patterns rather than past fears or traumas. However, this is easier said than done, especially when you're in the heat of the moment and your past trauma gets triggered. It's like trying to solve a complex equation while your house is on fire. But with practice and conscious effort, it is possible to gradually shift from instinctive, trauma-based reactions to more objective, logic-based responses. So how can you begin this shift? First, recognize and acknowledge your trauma. This is a critical first step. Without this acknowledgement, the trauma remains a blind spot that will continue to influence your instincts and reactions. Second, cultivate self-awareness. This involves understanding your triggers, recognizing when you're having a trauma-based reaction, and then pausing before you respond. This pause can create space for logic to enter the picture. Third, seek professional help. Therapists and counselors trained in trauma can provide you with tools and techniques to manage your triggers and develop healthier responses. 
Remember, listeners, shifting from trauma-based instincts to logical thinking in relationships is not about dismissing your emotions or denying your past experiences. It's about learning to differentiate between what is a trauma response and what is a genuine, present-moment emotion. It's about ensuring that your past does not unjustly dictate your present or future. Fourth, we must learn to develop trust. Trust in ourselves, trust in others, and trust in the process. Trusting ourselves involves believing in our capacity to change and grow. Trusting others requires us to understand that not everyone will harm us as we have been in the past, and trusting the process means accepting that healing and change takes time, and it's okay to make mistakes along the way. Let's take a moment to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness, especially self-forgiveness, can play a significant role in healing from past trauma and improving relationships. When we forgive, we let go of the heavy burden of resentment and pain that we carry with us. It's not about forgetting or condoning harmful actions. It's about freeing ourselves from the grip of past pain. Remember, forgiveness is a journey, not a destination. It's okay to take your time with it. It's okay to have days when you're struggling with it. The important thing is to keep moving forward. Fifth, engage with support networks and cultivate healthy relationships. Our relationships play a vital role in our healing journey. Surround yourself with individuals who understand, respect, and support your journey towards healing and growth. Finally, remember to be patient and kind to yourself during this process. Healing from trauma is not a linear journey. There will be ups and downs, progress and setbacks, but with each step, no matter how small, you are moving towards a healthier, happier you. So when past trauma knocks on the door of your relationships, pause, take a deep breath, and invite logic in. Consider the facts, the current context, the pattern of behavior, and make decisions based on the present, not the past. Let's explore further into the specifics of past relationship trauma and its profound impact on our perceptions, reactions, and decisions in subsequent relationships. Let's also explore the tragic possibility of making grave errors in judgment without even realizing it, sometimes until years later, or maybe never at all. To understand the long-term impact of past relationship trauma, it's essential to recognize its formative nature. Be it physical or psychological abuse, the experience significantly alters our understanding of relationships, trust, love, and self-worth. Goldsmith, Freud, and DePrince, 2012. For instance, survivors of intimate partner violence may develop a heightened sensitivity to potential threats, leading to a hypervigilant state where every action, word, or expression is examined for danger signs. In this hypervigilant state, it's common for survivors to mistake benign behaviors as threatening or manipulative, leading to premature conclusions and occasionally even unnecessary relationship terminations. Scott's story, 2011. On the other hand, victims of psychological abuse, such as gaslighting, may suffer from significant self-doubt and confusion, resulting in an instinctual mistrust of their perceptions and judgments. Consequently, they may disregard genuine red flags, perpetuating the cycle of unhealthy relationships. Sarkis, 2018. This conditioning of our instincts, guided by the shadows of past traumas, can lead to some of the gravest errors we can make in our relationships. We may push away a loving partner out of fear or cling to a toxic one out of insecurity, 
And the most tragic part is, we may never realize the magnitude of these misjudgments until it's too late, if at all. The chance at a fulfilling relationship is lost, buried under the rubble of past traumas and instinctual reactions. To navigate these treacherous waters, we need to find a balance between our instinctual reactions and logical thinking. We must learn to pause when our instincts flare up, evaluate the current situation with a clear mind, and then make a conscious decision. In doing so, we engage the power of our rational mind to buffer the often exaggerated responses of our instinctual mind, avoiding potentially life-altering mistakes. As we strive to cultivate this balance, it's crucial to seek professional help. Therapists and counselors trained in trauma-focused interventions can provide essential guidance and support on this healing journey. With time and commitment, we can reclaim control over our instincts, redefine our understanding of relationships, and avoid regrettable mistakes, opening the door to healthier, happier relationships. Zayford and Becker, 2018 To wrap up, past trauma can often influence our gut instincts, leading us astray in relationships. But by recognizing our trauma, developing self-awareness, seeking professional help, building trust, practicing forgiveness, a commitment to change, and cultivating healthy relationships, we can learn to navigate our relationships with both our hearts and our heads, and identify when our gut instincts are all about us and not them. In this way, we can ensure we don't lose out on the love and connection we truly deserve. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this episode has provided you with valuable insights and tools to navigate your world. Until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and remember, the power to change our lives lies within each of us. Only you have the power to redefine your life.